This is the First Emmanuel Lutheran Church podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Today's message is delivered by Pastor Randy Roche. A worship series on prayer. Now, last week we talked about intercessory prayer. We talked about the importance of praying not only for ourselves, but to pray for others, for those that we love and cherish, as well as praying for our enemies, as Jesus instructs. Today, different type of prayer. Today we talk about prayers of gratitude, gratefulness, prayers of thanks. Well, let's start off with this question. What would happen if God would give us today only those things we thanked him for yesterday. Think about that. What would happen if God gave us today only what we thanked him for yesterday? Maybe we wouldn't have that warm furnace or that automobile or the people that are sitting around us or that last breath that we just took. Now, it's wonderful that God doesn't work that way. Ours is a merciful and a gracious God, and he gives us gifts that we don't even ask for, but we need, because he knows that we need them. But have you noticed, it's a whole lot easier for us to ask for things rather than say thank you. And, and that's not just in our relationship with God. I think that's in our relationships in general. How easy it is for us to ask for things. Nobody had to teach their children to say, I want, buy me, give me, I need. Those come naturally. What we did have to teach them and what our parents taught us when we received a gift was to say thank you. Thank you. Why is it so much easier to ask than to thank? Well, I think it has to do with sinfulness. You see, the sin that's deep-seated in us is always looking after ourselves. We always put ourselves number one. Asking is always about me. Thanking is always about someone else. Jesus offered prayers of thanks to the Heavenly Father. As you look through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, have you ever given thought, as you read through the Gospels, how many prayers are recorded from Jesus who thanks the Heavenly Father for something? Have you ever thought of that? How many prayers are recorded in the Gospels where Jesus specifically thanks the Heavenly Father for something? There are four Gospels, and there are only five times. So does this mean that Jesus was not thankful? Not at all. These are the four that are recorded. And when I look at those four, I think it's a really great opportunity where Jesus teaches us the four things that we should be thankful for. The five prayers that Jesus offers the Heavenly Father when he says, thank you, occur when he feeds the 5,000 in the book of John. He thanks the Heavenly Father when he feeds the 4,000 in the book of Mark. Now, some people will say, what happened? John or Mark, one of these guys couldn't count. Two separate instances, two separate miracles. 
Jesus also offers a prayer of thanks to the Heavenly Father when he says, I thank you that you have given these wonderful spiritual insights and truths, not to the worldly, arrogant, wise people, but to those simple people. He thanks the Heavenly Father in that Passover meal, as we heard in our gospel lesson, when he breaks the bread and it distributes the cup. And then Jesus offers a prayer of thanks to the Heavenly Father as he stands before the tomb of Lazarus, right before he calls him forth from the grave. I think there are four really good reasons to offer a prayer of thanksgiving to God, illustrated by Jesus' prayers. If you have a sermon outline, I put those on there. Two of them deal with possessions that God gives to us. Two of them deal with the positions in which God places us. So I want to start where we usually give thanks, and that's with the material gifts that God gives. From John chapter 6, the prayer of Jesus as he is about to feed 5,000 with just a little bit of food. And it goes this way. Jesus then took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. Feeding of 5,000 men as well as women and children. He took the bread and gave thanks. Kind of reminds us when Jesus taught us to pray, right in the middle of what we call today the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Luther talks about this in the small catechism. Let's read it together. God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. There it is, that we would receive our daily blessings with thanksgiving. And daily bread is more than just breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a few treats in between. Luther says there's much more to this. What is meant by daily bread? Well, let's read it. Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, Good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Well, we could throw in there your laptop computer, your automobile, your furnace, and the like. All that we have is a gift from God. 
All that we are is a gift from God. There's no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. And we might point at certain things and say, oh, look at the home I have or the things I've accumulated, I've done so well. Or we might say, oh, look, I've been able to climb the corporate ladder. Or we could say, I now have a comfortable retirement. But we are reminded that it's only because God gave us certain gifts or talents, or abilities that we are able to earn a living and provide for family. See, giving thanks reminds us of who we are under the grace of God. You know, I often wonder when Jesus took that little bit of bread and that fish, I always wonder what the little boy who had that lunch and gave it to Jesus, I wonder what he thought. Wait a minute, my mom packed that for me. But the wonder that must have been in his eyes when he saw what Jesus did with that little bit of food, how Jesus was able to feed the masses with leftovers. The miracle of Jesus is seen in our everyday lives with all that we have to support us in this life. And for those of us who live in an affluent nation and affluent communities, I think sometimes the more we have, the harder it is to count our blessings and give thanks It draws me back to when I was visiting a mission field in India and we stopped by and we saw a school that had an orphanage and we visited there and uh, then uh, uh, we had some free time so my friend and I decided that we would go into the slums of this particular city and the word slum does not really identify it exactly. It was in an open field with mud up to your ankles. And as I walked through, I noticed what people lived in. Little hovels made of scrap metal and bricks and cinder blocks precariously stacked on top of one another with maybe a discarded tarp or cardboard for a roof. And there was a little girl who must have recognized me from visiting in the orphanage and she took me by the hand into her home, which was maybe half the size of this chancel area and there she was so proud of the three possessions her family had. There's no furniture, there's no blankets, there's no closet teeming with clothing. There was a bowl that they could get the government rice that came by every day, a little pitcher where they could get the government warm milk each day and a picture of Jesus Wasn't a lot that she had to remember to be thankful for, but I don't know if I've ever seen such thankful hearts. And that picture of Jesus, I believe, reminded them that the spiritual gifts were far more important than the material. 
Because I think Jesus teaches us also to pray, not only thank you for the material gifts, but thank you for the spiritual gifts. In Matthew 11, 25 and 26, at that time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things, spiritual things, from the wise and understanding it, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will little background to this prayer. As Jesus is ministering, there's great confusion as to who he is. Some say he might be John the Baptist, or maybe he's Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets that's come back from the dead. The Pharisees, the Pharisees have already judged Jesus to be nothing but a liar, a blasphemer, because he's declared himself to be the Son of God. Things haven't changed too much. The wise and the learned of this age also have a hard time identifying who Jesus is. But the Heavenly Father chose to reveal him to you and to me. And Jesus says, I, I thank you that you've chosen these little children. That's what we are. We are children of the Heavenly Father. That you revealed these spiritual truths to, the, to these children, Lord. Father, thank you that you have entrusted a faith in them. You see, that's what faith is. It's a gift. It's not that God looked down and said, oh, look at those people. They're really good. I'm going to give them faith. They deserve it. Not at all. Faith is a gift. This is what Luther was talking about in, in the small catechism when he was giving an explanation to the third article. Since we did so well reading the last two, let's read this one. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. It's a gift. The faith that God has planted in our hearts. A faith in the God of creation, the one who created you and me and gives to us every breath of life. A faith in this God of redemption who by a cross and an open tomb has given us forgiveness and eternal life. It's a faith in this God of preservation who keeps us in this true faith. It's easy to get caught up in the material gifts. So often when we think about giving thanks for all that God gives to us, we think about the material gifts, and that's good, but how about the spiritual gifts? This is what Jesus reminds us. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. It's the spiritual gifts. It's seeing Jesus as the great gift of God. And it's important that we be nurtured in this faith. And, and this is why the Lord positioned us in the church. The church is a gift from God. Here's what Jesus said in that Passover meal. Jesus took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it all of you for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. He gathers the 12 together, one last Passover meal. In hours he will be arrested, and in a day he will be crucified. This Passover was an ancient feast 
A yearly reminder to the Jewish people of God's redemptive power, how he used Moses to lead the children out of slavery in Egypt through the wilderness and into the promised land. And Jesus, Jesus says that he is the true fulfillment of God's redemption. And it's in the church that we come to strengthen this faith in Jesus. It's in the church that our faith is fed with word and again today with the sacrament. You know, Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come. And he's talking about heaven, of course, but he's also talking about his kingdom of grace. May God's grace come to us every day. And God established the Christian church in order to be that grace place. This is why we gather here week after week. This is why this is so important to us. The church is not just another institution of the world. The church is God's kingdom of grace in the world. And we give thanks that he established this church, his kingdom of grace, so that we can be fed in faith, prepared to leave this building and live in a world that needs Jesus. But the church is also here to prepare us for the kingdom of heaven. Jesus teaches us to give thanks for heaven. He stands before the tomb of his friend Lazarus, who's been behind that stone for four days. Dead is dead. John writes, so they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. And so in this raising of Lazarus, Jesus reminds us that he is the gift of heaven. Earlier in John chapter 11, when Jesus came to Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, he reminded them that he is the resurrection and the life, that those who believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. To demonstrate that he has power over death, he brought Lazarus out of the grave. And so Jesus teaches us to be thankful not only for life here, but to be thankful for the gift of heaven. Because heaven is a present possession. It already belongs to us. It's signed and sealed and yet to be delivered. But you and I are written in the book of life simply because of this faith that has been given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. How often do we ever say thank you for the gift of heaven? And I think we should do that every day. Because that's what we are destined for. This is what Jesus has promised. You know, we sometimes live as this is the end all be all, this world. And it isn't. It's the gift of heaven. Heaven should be part of our daily prayers. Thank you, Lord. You know, we pray about a lot of future events. When, when we're in school, we pray about the job we'll have. And when we have that job, we pray about being able to move into better positions in our occupation. And then we pray about 
retirement, and then we kind of end our prayers there. But our prayer should say, thank you, Lord, that you prepare a place for me and that you'll come back and take me that I may be with you, that where you are, I may be always. So there we have it, these four areas of thankful prayers. Thankful for the material gifts God gives to us. Thankful for the spiritual gifts. Thank you for the church where we exercise and strengthen those spiritual gifts. Thank you for the gift of heaven that Jesus has won for us. And so what more is there to say except amen. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for all the gifts that you give to us. We pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would give to us thankful hearts and lives that illustrate our gratitude. May it be to your glory, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. We'll see you next week, and God bless.